Right after I graduated from Bible college, my wife and I moved to Florida to be in youth ministry. And ministry started off a little rocky. I was sitting in the church office getting ready for services when the phone rang. This is my chance, my first chance to do real-life ministry as a real-life youth pastor. Here we go. First Pentecostal Church of Longwood, this is L.J. Harry. How may I serve you to serve him to serve others until we meet our God in glory? Hello? Hello? Maybe I better shorten that up a little bit. (laughs) So next time the phone ring. First Pentecostal Church of Longwood, this is L.J. Oh, someone's in the hospital? Oh, okay. Which hospital? Okay. Okay. Thank you. Yes, I'll be right there. Bye-bye. Oh, this is it. My first hospital call at the church. I learned about this in pastoral care and counseling class, but here we go. I'm, I'm going to march into that hospital room. I'm going to lay my hand on the fevered forehead of someone sick. I'm going to call on the name of Jesus, and they're going to get up, and we are going to skip out of the hospital together. But it didn't always happen that way. There was a stretch of time when it seemed like everyone I prayed for died. God, would you please heal Mike's earache? Two days later, did you hear Mike died? They're starting to call me the death angel. People in the church called the church office. Hey, mom's in the hospital. Can you send somebody to pray? Absolutely. LJ will be right there. <laughs> you know what? I tell you what, never mind. She's feeling much better. It was a rocky start. But I have good news. God does work miracles. He worked a miracle for a friend of ours named Mark. On a Sunday night, Mark went to the hospital because of shortness of breath. They got there, ran some tests, and discovered one artery was nearly 100% blocked. It's the artery they affectionately refer to as the Widowmaker. The next day, he took a stress test and failed it, so they scheduled him for a heart cath. That was on a Monday. On Tuesday, the nurse came in and told us they have reserved a room in the ICU for him because they knew they were going to be installing at least one stent in his heart and maybe even more. In fact, one of the nurses said they were prepared for the worst. They may have to perform open-heart surgery. But his family called us and asked us to pray, and we did. We called on Jesus together. And during the heart cath, the doctor was amazed at what he saw. He, he looked at Mark, and he said, it's gone. It's, it's gone. One of the nurses told him, you're, you're clean. You, you don't need a stent. We'll cancel the ICU. There's no open heart. They sent him that day back home because God had healed his heart. I'm glad to worship a God who still works miracles in our day. He still heals the sick in our day. And what he did in the Bible, he still does in our day. Just listen to the leper. His story is found in Mark chapter 1. But you wouldn't be able to listen to him before Jesus met him because nobody wanted to listen to him or see him or be near him because he was a leper. He was what some in society would call untouchable. And I'll tell you his story right after this. Hey, good day to you, Simplify listeners. You're listening to L.J. Harry, and you're listening to The Untouchables on Simplify. In his day, leprosy was thought to be more contagious than a yawn in a Monday morning geometry class. When a leper came to town, they were their own siren. They came in yelling, unclean, unclean. Some lepers even wore a bell around their neck to warn you they were coming. It gave everyone a chance to run away. Children ducked behind parents. Merchants slammed their doors shut. One rabbi even admitted he threw stones at lepers to keep them far away from him. 
A leper's greatest wish was to be healed so they could be human again. Men were forgotten, hated, banned, exiled because of one diagnosis, leprosy. Fathers went to being forgotten. Farmers lost their farms just because of leprosy. Nobody, and I mean nobody, would reach out and touch a leper. Not his wife, not his kids. Nobody would reach out and touch him because they were afraid of getting that dreaded disease. But one day he heard Jesus was walking through his city, so the leper ran up to Jesus. And it was the same scene all over again. Parents hid their kids. People screamed, leper! A few people even threw some rocks to warn him to stay far, far away. They ran here, there, and everywhere, just anywhere to be away from him. He could have shaken what was left of his fist in the face of God, but instead he fell at the feet of God and prayed a very simple and honest prayer. Jesus, if you want to, you can heal me. His prayer is full of faith and full of questions at the same time. He had the faith the size of an African elephant that Jesus was able to heal. He said, you can heal me. But he had doubt as deep as the Atlantic that Jesus was willing to heal. He said, if you want to. Have you ever felt like that? I know the God who molded the mountains and carved out the oceans can heal me. I know he's great. I just don't know if he wants to heal me. I don't know if his plan is to heal me. But is this Jesus, this God who came in flesh, is he good enough, kind enough, compassionate enough to heal a leper like me? When Jesus saw him, he was moved with compassion. And when Jesus made his next move, every jaw hit the ground. I wish I could have been a fly on a camel to watch that scene as Jesus reached out toward the leper and touched him. Nobody has reached toward him for years. But Jesus reached out to him and touched him. And Jesus spoke to him and said, I will be clean. And as soon as he had spoken, immediately a leper was healed. It was a miracle. It was a life-changing, faith-building, God-glorifying miracle. But here's the beauty of the story. Jesus did not have to touch him. He could have healed him with only his word. Do you remember the nobleman's son? Jesus healed from 20 miles away by just speaking his word. There is unlimited power in the word of God. Jesus could have stood 40 furlongs away from him and spoken to the leper and healed him. And after a while, there would be high fives and fist bumps as they all walked off together to theme music and roll the credits. But when Jesus touched the leper in Mark 1, He did so to show him and us that he is not afraid of our sickness and he is not afraid of our sin. And Jesus gave this man something back. Leprosy stole from him. He gave him back his humanity, his identity. He wasn't just a leper anymore. He wasn't just unclean anymore. He wasn't just a threat anymore. He was a man again. He was a father again, a husband, a farmer, a brother, an uncle. Jesus restored all that with one touch and one word. Could it be that this great, almighty, sovereign, all-powerful God you have heard about is willing to touch you and restore something to you? Sin or sickness is stolen away from you. He wants to touch your family. 
He wants to heal your body. He wants to save your soul. Maybe you see yourself like the leper saw himself, little value to God. But Jesus wants to touch you, touch your life, and tell you that he created you in his own image, that he knit you together in your mother's womb, that you are fearfully and wonderfully made by God's own hands. You are not an accident. You're not a result of some cosmic collision 20 billion years ago. You are his design. And when you are ready to give your heart to him, all the old passes away and everything becomes new. When he forgives you of your sins, you are forgiven. When you are baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ, those sins are paid for and washed away. And when you receive the precious gift of God's Holy Spirit, where God himself writes his name on your life through baptism and fills you with his spirit through the infilling of the Holy Ghost, he gives you power to overcome sin and power to testify for him. You need to realize what the leper realized. You are valuable to God. Even if your family calls you a drunk, a druggie, a dropout, it is God's will to touch you and restore your humanity and identity as a person created in his image. That's what Jesus did for the untouchables in his day. That's still what he does for the untouchables in our day. And if you will let him, he will do that for you. I'd like to pray. Perhaps you're one of those you consider untouchable. One of those with a past that you're not proud of but cannot erase or a present that you're trying to run from but can't. I want to pray that God would minister to you, not just speak to you, but touch you. Fill you with his spirit. Write his name on your life through baptism and work a miracle and restore to you what sin or sickness has stolen away. In the name of Jesus Christ, you're the almighty. God, you are great, but you're also good. You're not only able, but also willing to touch us, to minister to us. I ask you today that you would do for us what you did for the leper. Touch us, God. Restore our humanity, our identity. Restore our value. Not only, in, I know in your eyes that we have not lost value, but certainly in the eyes of our family or friends, perhaps we have. But I ask you to restore that. What sin and sickness stole away, I ask you to restore. I pray, Jesus, you would mend relationships that have been broken. I pray you would work miracles in our day, just as powerful and real as you worked for the leper in his. Be glorified in us and through us, and we will always give you the praise and the glory and the honor for what you are doing in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hey, thanks so much, Simplify listeners. Be sure to click subscribe and share, and you won't miss an episode, and nobody you love or care about has to miss an episode either. I've got a couple resources I would love you to pick up. One's called Simplify, the devotional that launched this podcast, and you can pick that up at PentecostalPublishing.com. You can also pick up 10 Words, a practical look at the Ten Commandments at PentecostalPublishing.com. Both of those are available on Amazon as well, or if you live here in this Knox County, Mount Vernon, Ohio area, you can pick those up at our charming bookstore called Paragraphs at South Main in East Ohio, and I do believe those copies are signed. So if you wanted a signed copy, you can get those from Paragraphs. If you would rather listen than read, 10 Words is on Audible, and I'm working on Simplify being available on Audible as well. Next week, I want to share with you a devotion called We Interrupt This Message for a Miracle. I'm looking forward to sharing that with you next week and always look forward to walking closer with Jesus as we walk through Simplify.